0: It's Bigfoot Collectors Club with Bryce and Michael. I know a ghost story or two.
1: Let's
2: do this! Oh, (laughs) blast off, dude! Hey, here we are. I was like looking at my (laughs) (laughs) Shabam. I'm uh, prepping for something (laughs) coming up, (laughs) ready soon. Hi, everybody! Welcome back to Bigfoot Collectors Club. I'm your uh, the podcast where we talk to special guests about their personal paranormal history and tell stories of high strangeness. I'm your uh, your guest, and (laughs) I'm a guest in your ears this week. Uh, I'm the host of the show, Michael McMillan. With me is your other host,
3: Bryce Johnson.
2: and your producer Riley Bray. And today we have a very 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 special guest. Uh I recently met this young woman while working on an episode of NCIS LA where she plays Sergeant Hidoko. Cool.
0: Special agent Hidoko.
2: Special agent. Get oh, it so right. Damn it. <laughs>
0: it's
2: a big difference. Well, you're a sergeant. I, I you're you're high in the ranks in, in in my heart.
0: She's a she was a sergeant in the Marines.
2: Oh, okay. See, so I'm not that. Okay. I'm not that. You're not that, that far.
0: No, you're great. Just Ladies. for posterity's sake.
2: Okay, got it. Special agent.
0: <laughs> right, Good it right. Sounds cooler.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Andrea Bordeaux.
0: Yay. Thank you guys so much for having hey. me. I'm oh so excited. what's going on? We
2: kind of had a little bumpy lift off here. We're getting some kinks worked out in the studio. What kinks? Um, some apparently some ghosts have been haunting this uh, studio and playing with the electronics, as we learned last night when we had a uh, a reading with a uh, a gallery reading with a medium. Right. Um, which. Which is an episode that'll be up if not already now shortly on the uh patreon feed
3: yeah there's ghosts that like electronics and then there's ghosts that send signals through nature hmm. um which i thought was pretty interesting yeah and
2: then we seem to get the technical glitch ghost <laughs> uh, the, can the, we switch him out the spirit <laughs> step forth for me she said uh he likes to you know when you're like phone and stuff is going wrong that's him is that okay if he does that and then part of me was like no, I'm trying to get shit done, <laughs> uh, right. but I don't want to discourage my dead loved ones from right. what's the purpose, saying hello. Like, why
0: would you be okay with that? What is he accomplishing by messing with your phone? I just,
2: yeah, exactly. I guess, though, it's just a I mean, that's a question like, I
0: would want to have the answer yeah. to It's like the
2: ghost
4: deciding. equivalent of texting, I think.
2: Yeah, maybe it's just me <laughs> like, Ghosting. hi, I'm here. I'd rather have like a little light flutter. Or oh, maybe, so he wants acknowledgement. Yeah, just like, hey, I'm here, just so you know, this is me messing okay. with you. Um, also this the spirit in question was a bit of a uh he not a prankster, but he was a bit of a jovial trickster mm-hmm. so he 's probably just laughing at me so if anything goes wrong with this and i 'm not inviting it 's uh that or one of the other many ghosts that like to <laughs> screw with the hosts of this podcast wow yeah. uh so andrea yes. Um, We were discussing earlier, before we started rolling, that you are from Texas. I am. And you grew up... In a military household.
0: Yeah, I grew up right outside of Fort Hood, Texas, which is what a lot of people don't know—the biggest military base in the United States. Oh wow! Um, in terms of, uh, I don't know, geographically if it's the largest, but population size, it's the largest, and it it grew a lot after um, the Iraq War started in two thousand three. Mm-hmm. A lot of like there's a huge influx of more soldiers into and soldiers' families into Colleen uh, and Coppers Cove. Uh, but my mom was in the army and she she served in the 80s through the was early she 90s she was, okay, yeah, she, was special, she was a sergeant or special agent okay good was <laughs> not a special agent she was a sergeant um uh which That probably had something to do with a little bit of the conversation I had with the producers of the show when I first got the job. It's kind of like taking some elements from my own life and infusing that into the character. Oh, that's cool. That's a great
3: opportunity to do that. That's awesome. It
0: was great because I sat down with Scott Gemmel, who's the showrunner, and uh, we just kind of talked a little bit about my life growing up and my hobbies and interests and just kind of getting to know me a little bit. And then throughout the season I saw little tidbits thrown into the story that were related to Hidoka which I thought was really cool oh that's cool I always
3: think that's like hugely beneficial like when I'm going out for like military roles I'm like are they really going to buy him a captain? I mean, like, I can't even get my, you
2: know, my laundry in on time. But just uh... all my characters and shows slowly become like Star Wars fans <laughs> and uh, Bigfoot enthusiasts. Right, right. Stick I'm still waiting me. for Rachel Bloom to work that. I, I do think Tim from Crazy Ex Girlfriend, being a Canadian, he should, they should find out that he has a Bigfoot podcast. This- <laughs> i mean why not <laughs> i think that would be a great idea um so were, did you be uh, military i always think uh, you've either moving you're either moving around a lot or you have a strict household or both
0: uh all of the above really <laughs> well for me um my two, i have two older sisters there are four of us uh, total i'm number three of four um, so you're
2: they- like the corporal
0: <laughs> yeah i guess <laughs> definitely not high ranking <laughs> is it all girls or do you all, have a brother
3: as well all girls oh my gosh yeah
0: no no boys in the family wow. um my dad he actually had three daughters with his first wife oh my and then goodness when he married my mom four more daughters he's so. just uh a scientific phenomenon that X chromosome Those, yeah he's just shooting x's right, right. <laughs> firing x's across the board that's
3: amazing yeah
0: um <clears throat> So we, so my two older sisters, they moved a lot more than I did because, you know, they're just older. Because um, they were born in St. Louis and then moved to Texas, which is where I was born. And then from there, we moved to Germany, which is where my little sister was Ooh. born. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember a lot about living in Germany because I was so little. When we moved there, I was one and then when we came back, I was maybe four or five years old. Mm. So um, all I remember is lots of snow in the winter. Okay. Like, oh. like you know, like in a Christmas story when That's Ralphie's nice little memory. brother like wears like yeah, a yeah, snow yeah. suit and he like can't move his limbs. So good. Us. That's kind of romantic. <laughs> it's like, oh, your first
2: memories of snow were German snow. It was yes, German absolutely snow. beautiful German
0: snow and lots of playgrounds and
2: also yeah. every time you pass a pretzel, you have to eat it. I you don't love know why. Pretzels. <laughs> do you really? I do. <laughs> yeah.
0: German pretzels. Are ama- German pretzels, German chocolate, or like German chocolate cake, mm. and black so like forest cake? Black is that forest, what it is? that's yeah. what it is, black forest oh my cake. Gosh. And like sausages.
2: <laughs> I took a train. Go. I've only taken. I've taken a train through Germany on the, in college on the way from uh, Amsterdam to Prague, mm-hmm. and I remember taking the train through the Black Forest, and that was like super cool. I was keeping my eyes out for gnomes, but <laughs> I didn't see any Gnome Such luck! <laughs> Gnome
3: Gnome su- nice. Ooh. That's a t-shirt.
2: <laughs> Slam
3: up. That is a
0: t-shirt. You better. What is it? Trademark or copyright? I'm trademark.
4: Collector's club. Yeah. A
2: t-shirt. T-shirt. <laughs> Get on nice. You know, I almost for this. Week, week's uh story of high strangeness i almost did uh stories of gnome encounters which uh surprisingly enough there are a lot out there yeah especially (laughs) in south america yeah in south america yeah and i'm talking about Hmm. like gnomes that have pointy red caps and (laughs) beards and jagged teeth oh they tend to live in barns and they freak out people wow that's so, kind of messed up. Um, stay That's tuned for that. I think right. I'm gonna. I think I know. It's really wild. Well,
0: I love the. Was it Expedia that did that whole campaign of commercials mm-hmm. with the with the gnome? Mm-hmm. And those were some of my favorite well, commercials. They were just so like. There's something like equally cute and creepy about gnomes. Yeah,
4: for sure.
2: <laughs> did you guys ever have that uh, book growing up? That was. Uh, a, it was like a. Um, it must have come out in the 70s or early 80s, and it was like an illustration, like, guidebook to gnomes. I think it was the the book that David the Gnome was based on, the cartoon. <laughs> uh, no, and that'd only be you. No, man. This <laughs> well, was I was an thinking awesome, of
0: David the Gnome. This
2: was an awesome book. It had really cool, like, Brian Froud-style illustrations of mm. trolls and gnomes in it. But there were, like, lots of illustrations of little naked gnomes taking baths and, like, full frontal nudity <laughs> from both sexes. And it was, of course, a very 70s book. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Like, there's, like, gnome bush in this book. And uh, my parents would let me look at it. I mean, they're not having, you know, they're not doing anything inappropriate. But I just remember being like, oh, this is kind of weird that this book... Has naked yeah. people in it, and it's okay for me to look at.
3: And that's affected your sexual life ever since.
2: Yes, uh, I like very very tiny penises. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on,
4: we need to find this book for the BCC library. Well, I, I think, think my
2: parents still have it. Um, you can find it. Uh, I'm gonna look it up. But um, Andrea, so military, yeah. uh, do you now? Can you make a? Can you bounce a quarter off those sheets? Can you make a, a mean bed?
0: I. See, the thing about military, growing up military, is one of two things happen: either you stay on that path of discipline, Mm. or you veer off onto your own path. So, what you're telling
2: me is you're a slob.
0: No, no. I'm honestly, I'm not a slob. I was a slob. I was messier in my. I hate the word slob. Okay, fair Uh, enough. But I was triggered. We triggered. I was very triggered by that. Um, No, I was a lot messier in my earlier twenties. You know, so you're living on your own for the first time. Yeah. It's your first time having independence the first time. Nobody's telling you how to clean your house or make your bed and all of that. But now that I'm older and, like, settled into adulthood and womanhood, I like a clean house. Yeah. Um, Do I like cleaning my house? No. <laughs> no. It does. Yeah.
2: It's like I like uh, uh, having written, but I don't like writing. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to be an author, past tense Yes, that's the way I was growing up too I'd draw pictures and be like, I wish this picture was done already I don't like drawing it I would rather just like have it
3: I always loved that scene in that movie What was it with Jennifer Aniston and Vince Vaughn? Were they the breakup yeah, or something? The breakup. Where she's like, I want you to want to do the dishes And it's like, who wants to do the dishes? It always made so much sense to me Nobody Nobody that's does That's funny That was um, one
0: argument that I, I could not side with her on It didn't make any sense Right, right <laughs>
2: Uh, it's it's called Gnomes, and it's by David, uh, or sorry, William Huygen mm. Huygen. Huygen. Huygen? Yeah, let me show you a like picture Huygen? here. This book, you guys didn't ever see this book. Oh, growing up? It has a familiarity to I it. Look, but... I know this picture is a little small on the laptop there, but
0: that doesn't look familiar. Not ringing to me. any bells? No.
2: You're telling me you grew up, you had a childhood in Germany, and this little <laughs> this little guy has. Doesn't ring any bells at no, all. No, because that right.
0: probably would have induced nightmares. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there were trolls
2: in it too, and they were pretty, pretty. See, because
0: my mom, is, my mom is is religious. Like, my, I was raised in a Christian household. I don't practice Christianity mm-hmm. or any religion now, but my mom is still very much a Christian. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, a, this is a
2: Christian Bigfoot podcast. So, oh, you can see your way out, but Praise Jesus. But she just,
0: she never wanted us. Like, she was not interested in weird little like th- like a gnome would have been demonic demonic to yeah. my mom like Ooh. any any figurine like that like even the little troll dolls that people had when we were kids the ones that had the little jewels in their belly button yeah, and the pink yeah, hair sure. we weren't allowed to have those my mom thought they were demonic i mean
2: i would probably put my foot down with the uh oh i thought you were saying kids were putting trolls in their belly buttons <laughs> <laughs> i forgot that the dolls had it i would have yeah. been like this is, this is this is where we draw the line but
0: <laughs> Sounds like you had a
2: really fun childhood in. I mean I,
0: I we had fun in many many ways but there were just certain things that we we couldn't do like trick or treating yeah. was oh, wow. Like we, really? could, we could go trick or treating? But we weren't allowed to wear costumes. Oh my, oh my gosh. gosh! We were. We just we could go as our normal selves. That but is we very Christian. Yeah. Wow. I mean, when we got a little older, and my sisters would take us, and uh, me and my little sister, my mom, my mom wouldn't go. You know, my sisters would put like little like cat faces on us and stuff like that, just to give us a little something. But never had costumes as a kid.
2: Wow. Oh boy! So now you just wear costumes every day of the week. Listen,
0: I'm leaving early Wednesday morning to go to Lightning in a Bottle. Oh (laughs) no! Wait, what's that? Yeah. Oh my god, we we have to talk about festivals. Wait, what's Lightning in a
2: Bottle?
4: Let's do it.
0: I mean, maybe you go.
4: No, you go, please.
0: So, I mean, it's every person that you ask will probably say something a little bit different about it, but it's a transformational festival. So it's different from something like Coachella, which is more for, like, Instagram and photos, CNB and, like, just partying. LIB is also music-based, but it's more so centered around, like, art and community. And so you have 35,000 people that go to this festival and wear crazy costumes, and just, it's about self-expression and wow. acceptance. I and, think there's a
2: guy, a Facebook friend that mm-hmm. I know, this must be what he's been posting about, because Probably. I think he does stuff like this. It's, and he's always...
0: Uh, Amazing. Is it kind of like so a what are you ra- is go it ask? sort of rave culture? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's definitely party culture. Like, let me like let's not you know be unclear about that. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you party, like people drink, people do let drugs. It's, yeah. But it's it's the kind of festival where you know everybody camps. It's not like you're going to stay at a hotel or a nice house and drive in. It's twenty four seven. There's always something going on. Yoga workshops cooking classes food um surprise guest djs like all <laughs> and we're, types and of those stuff. are like
3: five things i wouldn't associate with raves <laughs> like yoga cooking those are the and, best people that's like amazing. ravers
0: are the most amazing like they have the best vibes. All about community, yeah. spreading good energy and but love. But nobody
2: does the dishes.
0: Nobody <laughs> does the dishes. But so, everybody cleans up after. So where are you saying? I can't
2: imagine this is like happening at a Hilton.
0: No, it's it's uh in Bradley, California, which is four hours north of here, like closer to uh. Why am I drawing a blank? San Francisco. Okay. And they have this whole giant. I don't even know if it's um it's if it's private land or federal or not but it's just like this big open space and with all the rain we got last year um there's a lake now so last year oh, wow. we we got to swim whereas the previous years there was no swimming It's amazing. Sounds fun. And you just, I mean, like, I don't wear, like, when it comes to costumes, like, some people dress up as something specific. Like, I've seen people walking around in T-Rex costumes, Mm -hmm. like the big blow-up T-Rex costumes. Um, I've seen bananas. I've seen vaginas. But then you also just see (laughs) just people wearing, like, mismatched things and just lots of colors and lights. Just getting a shine on. Just doing whatever they feel like doing. Like, if they want to wear, like, you know, Booty shorts, but then wear like I don't know a big fur coat and a cowboy hat and space boots. Do you?
2: Is there a guy who likes Love to it. walk around handing out free massages?
0: <laughs> because you 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 could get a massage very easily. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just pictured your origin story of you going to Lightning Bo- in the Bottle for the first time, still as little Andrea, dressed in just normal clothing, and then realizing,
0: <gasps>
2: it's I an- can dress up. Yes.
0: I mean, the first time I went, I didn't really know what to expect. I was kind of um, just going through like a rougher time in my life and was looking for like like an opening, like something that would just allow me to express and feel. And I remember saying in my acting class that I just wanted to be free. Mm -hmm. And one of my friends told me to go to Burning Man. And, um, I had just missed the cutoff for Burning Man. Like it was like that week when we had had the conversation. So lightning in a bottle was my first festival and it, it changed my, my whole perspective on just like the world and what I can do as an individual to promote positivity and passing that energy on. And, and then Burning Man was, was the next step after that. And that changed my life. Really? Yes. Yeah, my whole life changed after that. Yeah, I went went
4: to Burning Man when I was 18. It was the the first time I ever used Craigslist.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It was really exciting. I got a
4: ticket and a ride, and I just went. Wow. I can totally picture that. So
0: many of my friends, like the day before. (laughs) had never even thought about going and randomly like they were going through something or they just were talking to somebody and, and the friend was just like, Oh, well I have an extra ticket or I know somebody or, Oh, I need, you know, somebody to drive up there with. Why don't you come with? And they just went with a backpack. And then while they're there, every single thing that you're needed will be wow. provided. Yeah. For it's you. like
3: a it year was, of psychotherapy jammed into like six days or something. It really is. <laughs> it's, it's so yeah. many things. What camp incredible. do you
2: stay at when you're up there? Well,
0: I, I went by myself.
2: Oh wow. And I
0: camped I camped alone. Wow. Yeah, I made a lot of friends when I was there. A lot of people that I'm still really good friends with, but I went like my it I wanted it to be my experience. I didn't right. want I didn't want to have to worry about going anywhere with anybody like, you know, comp- I didn't want to compromise. That's really yeah. what it came down to. Mm-hmm.
2: So who do you go up who do you go who are you going up to LIB with?
0: Uh, I'm going with my boyfriend Stu, uh-huh, yeah. okay. and it's his first time going. Oh, home. all right. Yeah. Awesome. I'm so, really, are really you excited. expecting
2: him to wear oh, booty he's, shorts? He's he's <laughs>
0: he's so dope, and he's just like he's an. He, he's he has such amazing energy such a good person and he just kind of like fits right in with that like that ethos and that energy and we went to a festival together a month ago called desert hearts which is kind of like lighting in a bottle but on a very 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 small scale and it's centered around just house and techno music okay 72 hours straight music
2: whoa (laughs) Whoa.
0: yeah that's a rave
2: do you Um, sleep at all
0: you get your sleep in when you can, right. but he's dope. Like he was, he was so much fun to go with, and this is an even better experience because there's it's so much more interactive, and there's even more to do, and it'll give him an opportunity to, if he wants to, to just kind of go off and, and do his own thing.
2: Oh, that's cool. I, I'm um, afraid that I, like I would just be like the boyfriend who's like, oh, where am I supposed to poop?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I have
0: my own toilet. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> nice. there you go. I, I, can't, get one of I those. camp in style, okay? i <laughs> are a glamper. Be, I'm a glamper, but I mean I get dirty. Like I have my work gloves and I will I will get down in the dirt. I, I when I went to Burning Man, I did everything myself. Now,
2: did you learn that from your military
0: upbringing? I didn't I mean I didn't camp growing up, but we all we were always put to work. Always. Right. Mm-hmm. Chores, yard work, I mean putting up Christmas lights, like you name it, we did it ourselves because my parents divorced um, when I was maybe seven or eight years old Mm -hmm. and my mom had four daughters and, You know, she, she bought a house, um, which she, it was like her, everything that she had worked towards was that house. Mm. And so for her, it was about, you know, if any, if anything needed to get done, we did it. So like, I remember when we moved in, it was still, it still had a bunch of seventies decor, like lime green, uh, paint on the walls. And like my, my bedroom had like pink carpet and Mm -hmm. like wood paneling in the, in the living room, very dated. And we went and like. Us, me, my sisters, and my mom ripped up carpets, laid tile. We painted. We painted the outside of the house. Like we stripped the
2: asbestos from the walls. All of that.
0: <laughs> all of that. We did everything. I mean, I I put um, like crown molding. That's on empowering. The wow. Yeah, I think that's good to do. Yeah, I mean, we hated it. Right. Of course, right, right? I didn't appreciate it at all. But, but now, now, you now do, I looking do. Back. Yeah, looking back, which mm. is, I guess. What the that's like the sacrifice of parenthood is that your kids don't appreciate you until way later. Appreciate it now. (laughs) The worst would be Saturday
2: morning when I'd be watching like the real Ghostbusters and my dad would march in (laughs) out of nowhere and be like, outside now, you're pulling weeds.
3: (laughs) Oh my God. Yep.
2: That sounds like my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Bryce, outside now. Help me with these weeds. No. You married my dad. (laughs) Okay, so. Spiritual family, you're into like cool rave music, all this stuff or yeah. I mean like religious family, you're obviously uh evolved in some of this stuff that you're talking about mm-hmm. What is your personal paranormal history
0: i I started i mean my first experience that I remember that was a very vivid experience, and this is something that everyone in my family agrees happened, um which is great kind of unusual I feel like with a lot of these these types of stories um so let me start from let me get a sip of water and I'll start from oh, again yeah. yeah
2: I can't wait this story requires a sip of water you know it's gonna be good that. building the tension oh yeah my gosh she's unscrewing the cap she's sipping, sipping the water, water. <laughs> she's putting the cap back on oh she is refreshed yeah, it's all <laughs> settle in for story time
0: so the house that I grew up in uh, not in, let me backtrack it's not the house that I grew up in but it's the house that we lived in for a couple of years. When we moved back from Germany.
2: Okay, so not the seventies house.
0: Not the seventies house. Um, the house. It was like a couple houses before that. This was on Clarewood Street in Colleen, Texas, and I don't remember the house number. So, and I, and if, even if I did, I wouldn't say it, you know, out of mm-hmm. respect for whoever's living there. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, but my like one
2: car pulls up, <laughs> it's me. Uh, I'm the one you talked about on that podcast.
0: <laughs> um, so with with growing up Christian going to church every Sunday and my mom being very spiritual. One of the things that was like a ritual with whenever we moved was that my mom would like bless the house. And so she had this (laughs) bottle of like Holy oil Mm. that was prayed over by, um, the Bishop of our, of our church. And so like, it was, it was, it was very meaningful to her. And so my mom would go through the house and like say prayers and she would, um, put, the holy oil above the door, like in the shape of a cross as she's sure. praying. And she would do it over every bedroom. And when we first moved into the house, we, she did her little ritual of putting the holy oil over the doors, and then we all left for the day. I don't remember exactly what we were doing, but when we came back, all of the bedroom doors were open. Mm. She had put the cross over the doors and closed them. And then when we came back, every single bedroom door was wide open, wow.
1: as if they had Whoa. never
0: been closed. And I remember we were kind of like, oh, my God, what? what?" And my mom was just calm, cool, collected. And she was just like, that's what's supposed to happen. That means all the bad spirits just left.
4: Wow, that's wild. Whoa.
3: Whoa. Yeah.
0: And like like little things like that. And my mom, like, strangely, she would, she loves horror films. She loves films like The Omen and Damien, and like I we,
2: feel like your mom is like demons. I got this exactly. <laughs>
0: That's literally it. Right. She like like The Exorcist. She watch. She loves those movies, but she watches them with such a strong like spiritual center. It's like oh World Do, War II movies they don't for dads her. Right, right. She loves she loves the stories and all of that, but like that the spiritual element does not disturb her in the way that it disturbed. Like I watched The Exorcist when I was fourteen, and I'm Still fucked up. Yeah. In that yeah. Movie. No doubt. Yeah, you know, but my the same mom, way. she's probably seen it ten times. She saw she said she saw it in theaters when it came out. It's her
2: Star Wars. What? Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's amazing.
0: But then my second story, which is better, um, this also happened in that same house. Um, me and my sister, my younger sister Markia, shared a bedroom until I was probably thirteen. And we had two twin beds um, next to each other. And we had Disney posters of like various Disney movies all over our walls. We had The Little Mermaid. I think we had, uh, I think maybe Snow White, and there was The Jungle Book. And this must have been in maybe like 1992 or 93 when this happened. So we had a big poster of The Jungle Book, and that poster hung over my sister's bed. So I'm trying to I'm trying to remember like when you walk into the bedroom, my sister's bed was on the left side. And that's where the poster hang. And then my bed was on the right side. Okay, yeah. So at night, I used to lay in bed, you know, awake sometimes. And I would just like look at the posters on the wall because sometimes, you know, in the dark, the figures, they get kind of scary. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they, they get distorted. And Start all. And to you're, move a little yeah, like wave. exactly. And your imagination starts <clears throat> going crazy and all of that. And I remember looking at the Jungle Book poster. And it had... Um, they had all of the characters out, Um, and I don't remember exactly. There were like trees and things, but they were all just kind of like standing there, like smiling at you, right? Right. And I remember King Louis.
2: Oh, brother! It's always King Louis. It's
0: always King Louis. <laughs> it's not
2: gonna be Shere Khan. Yeah.
0: <laughs> not Shere Khan. It's and, not
2: the. What's the boa constrictor's name? His. his. Oh. Uh, or no, that's con- in uh, that's uh, a Robin Hood. Movie. Okay.
0: Oh, brother! Also I can't good.
2: believe I forget it. Anyway, go on.
0: But uh King Louis with his scary ass. And I remember just looking at the poster, and King Louis started swinging through the branches of oh. the trees.
2: What? Yeah.
0: <clears throat> and I – for some reason, I wasn't – I was scared, but it wasn't something that really shook me. It was just sort of like a weird thing. Yeah. I must have been like six or seven when this happened, maybe, maybe a little bit older. Um, actually, no, I would have been – I would have been around eight. Mm-hmm. I would have been around eight, and it definitely would have been later than ninety-two. I'm sorry, I'm rambling, guys. I'm no, just no, trying to no, remember all good. the details. Yeah. Um, this
2: is if you had listened to our podcast, you would know. <laughs> we Quite a bit of rambling, guys.
0: <laughs> um, so that happened once or twice, and I don't remember saying anything to my parents about it or, or really thinking anything twice, because you know you go to sleep and you wake up in the morning and you forget yeah. what you saw the night before. And then one night, I got up in the middle of the night to go pee. And I was in the bathroom, and then my little sister started screaming at the top of her lungs. And I remember bolting out of the bedroom or out of the bathroom and running back into our bedroom, which was closest to the bathroom. And I like jumped on her bed, like on top of her to cover her. It was almost like I don't know if it was like a protective instinct or what, but like Mm -hmm. I just ran and jumped on top of her because she was screaming. And then two seconds later, my parents were we were in the, the bedroom too. And my sisters who also shared, my two older sisters who shared a bedroom were like, doors were flying open and everyone's like running out and like, what's going on? What's going on? My mom's like freaking out and screaming. <clears throat> and when Kiki finally calmed down enough and was like, kind of like getting through the tears to talk about what was, freaked her out so bad, she said that she was looking at the poster and King Louis was moving.
4: Oh man. What?
3: Verification.
2: Oh, Goosebump test yeah. just passed it. I yeah. just got
3: chills again Yikes. thinking about it. Look at that.
2: Yeah, that's Hair wild. standing up on we my
0: We still talk about arms. that in my family.
2: Cause that, because
0: they, it was so crazy that I had seen it. And mm. then days later, my sister had the, the same like nightmare or, or wow. vision. I don't know if she saw right. what I saw, but what there was you, a connection there. What
2: do you think that was? Yeah. What does your instinct tell you about that? I mean...
0: That? My cynical side or my practical side wants to just say it's imagination, mm-hmm. you know, and especially when you're that young as a kid. I mean, you know how ch- like children have the most beautifully lush, vibrant imaginations. Like as adults, as actors, we're spending every day trying to recapture that, right. you know. Um, and I just feel like it might have been that, but I really so don't specific, know. specific, though. I know. Is I it- feel like, I feel like, but I don't know. I think what makes me so confused about it is I don't understand the purpose. Mm -hmm. Like what would have been gained from that? Like, I feel like everything is supposed to have a purpose to it. And I don't know what that purpose was. Mm. I don't know.
2: Not, not, I I don't know if necessarily that's true. I mean, I'm just,
0: I want to feel like everything has a purpose. Well, I mean,
2: let's say, okay, let's say it was something supernatural. Then let's say maybe it was a way for whatever spirit was lingering in that house to communicate Mm -hmm. maybe even just be like hey y'all i'm here yeah or it might have been something a little bit more malevolent had you the youngest girls in the family indulged it more Mm -hmm. gotten stronger and been able to step out of its dimension into ours and fucked with you guys even more you know um, but it sounds like it got a pretty good. I mean, what yeah. happened to the poster was my so, next. Question. Oh, the poster
0: came down that yeah. night yeah. immediately. <laughs> I mean, Mom it was you of the down. smart
2: girls in the movie.
0: Yeah, it was pulled right <laughs> off the mall exa- off the wall exactly. <laughs> We're not the ones that are like. Oh well, you know, it's it came fine. with the house, <laughs> so let's just see. You know, its historical value. Mm-hmm, like, no, mm-hmm. um, we'll put it in the. Attic. It'll be it'll be worth a million dollars in ten years. Right. No, she pulled it off the wall. Um, she immediately like we all sat together, and I remember we all prayed. Um, I don't remember if she re-blessed
3: the mm-hmm. room or anything you like that. You know she
0: re-blessed that room. She yeah. must Coming
3: have. Coming back in with some oil. She I came in with a power <laughs> washer should, like, and just right. holy water that shit. <laughs> and it across.
0: <laughs> I should like phone a friend and call my mom and ask her. <laughs> but yeah, she. De- I mean, there was definitely like, you know, my because my mom was very quick about like jumping on that. Anytime we came to her and said, I had a bad dream or mom, I'm scared or mom, yeah. mom I saw something. She would immediately nip it in the bud and be like, that's the devil trying to put the fear, put fear, you and you know yeah. and it was like a, as a kid it was it was comforting like, i was gonna was-
2: say that can go either to it could go it's better than being like it's just a nightmare mm-hmm. you know it is good to be like oh okay so it is the devil yeah. and he is well, trying to get me g- but it gives le- you
0: something not tangible but it gives you something concrete i understand
2: that and especially if your mom seems so strong yeah. about it i'd be like okay at least mom's on yeah this.
0: i mean yeah. i had no reason to disbelieve her yes. whatsoever when she when she said that i mean and i don't feel that way now i do think that there's something a little bit like there's something more complex about it than just saying it, it's the devil it doesn't but have to
3: be binary yeah. angelic or demonic but you it, know?
0: but I, I believe in I believe heavily in energy. Mm-hmm. And so like what my mom calls demonic, I call bad energy. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing. It's just has a different it's semantics. Yeah. You know? Um I would agree and with so that. and that's kind of like and you know, me and my, my mom and I had a lot of conflict throughout my teens and my early twenties and my twenties. Um, you know, over religion and belief systems and all of that. And we've kind of come to a point now where we say that, okay, mom, you say God, I say the universe. Mm-hmm. And we both mean the same thing. Yeah. And it doesn't mean we have to fight about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's got
2: to be tough for religious parents. I mean, my mother is Presbyterian. She's not so fire and brimstone, not mm-hmm. not saying your mom is. My mom's a
0: little fire and brimstone. Yeah. She's it's okay. Not, she's... I hope she wouldn't be offended by that, but it's the truth. My, so.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like my mom, people are. My mom's pretty laid back about it, but I mean, she, you know, quietly takes a lot of stuff you know uh, she takes it pretty seriously and it must be tough for some parents especially with our generation of of kids growing up into adulthood of just we tend to be a bit more secular and a little bit open and sort of Mm -hmm. we are using different vocabularies because I do kind of when if I really unpack it I tend to still have sort of the um Barebone structure of a Christian belief mm-hmm. system, of but course. I've sort of replaced it with other, yeah, other, other words picking. and other things mm. as, as well. Like you have.
0: Yeah. I mean, I believe, I believe in cherry picking. I believe that there, there are valuable things that you can take from all religions. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean everything is right, but you know, our moral codes are so individual. And so you can find amazing things in Christianity, in Islam, in Buddhism, in atheism. And honestly, like I've, I I recently read like the 10 it's like the 10 commandments of like the church of Satan. <laughs> oh yeah. And they're actually very like they're they're very basic moral codes yeah. that yeah. nobody could really disagree with totally. yeah. if you're being honest. Yeah. yeah. So there's, no, it there's is... something for everybody.
4: Do what thou wilt yeah. as yeah, long yeah, yeah. as it doesn't uh, impede on mm-hmm. that what others. But then there's like, like a tenet.
0: specific one about doing no harm to children. Yeah. Which is obviously something that counterintuitive to what
3: most people would would feel that would be on the 10 commandments of satanism yeah. right well,
0: i don't very, know anything else about satanism yeah. honestly
2: no, but so. it is that it has gotten yeah. Yeah. i mean the sort of anti anton Lavey like church of satan is like different than than what people consider satanic and satanic cults mm-hmm. totally it's not not the same same thing um, it's just a little bit more of a secular belief system yeah it's
4: like yeah. more than... focused on uh, like rebellion against oppression yeah and like, it's just a little
2: punk rock yeah. but um but
0: then you but... hear satan and then it's just
2: it's a loaded word. It's kind yeah. of a very loaded It's kind words. of a troll. <laughs> <think>. He's got <laughs> a bad yeah, I think it's trolling the, the system. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But what you
4: had to say about religion, though, I think that's really great. I think we use more of that perspective in mm-hmm. the world, really. Just they all have something great to offer. And... Yeah. You don't necessarily have to be hard-lined with any of them. I think that's great. Point. No, that's yeah. true. I
3: think that that concept is called perennial philosophy, where where there is there is grains of truth in every single religion across okay. the globe. So everybody has something to offer, and yes, it's, and it's true for that culture, that society, and it doesn't negate. You know, being a Buddhist doesn't negate being a Christian. You know, mm-hmm. and I mean, there's you know people are finding a lot of similarities and a lot of uh, exactly things in connection. You know, well,
0: I mean, it comes back to kind of what I, what I was saying earlier about like the festivals and. And community. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's the beautiful thing about that is there's we're all so different. We all have such different interests and the different ways that we express ourselves, but we all come together and we say, Yeah, we're doing our thing a little bit differently, but that's cool. And I love that you're doing your thing the way you are. Yeah. So stand next to me and be you, and I'm gonna stand here and be me. And that's great.
3: Well, it sounds like that would just raise the energy of whatever consciousness or whatever just
0: insane. Like you guys have no idea what it's like to be in a space like that where everybody it's like a, it's like a, a collective mind, like a hive yeah. mind, but at the same time, it's all these little individual minds that have like one thing in common, which is community. Yeah,
3: I would imagine looking up at the sky for like some sort of communication from either like a UFO or orb, like with all well, that energy and like in the clear, clear night sky. And yeah, I
2: definitely feel like you're
3: summoning something, definitely, or somebody be interested in observing that.
0: <laughs> well. um... <laughs> I don't go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys ever talk about like, psychedelics? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, cuz yeah. I mean, I, I I don't I really don't know if i DMT, ayahuasca, no, yeah. But totally because like my first experience with psychedelics is what opened me up to the universe. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that is where I realized how deeply connected a vast we are connection. yeah online. you wouldn't be the only one yeah and it's just and it, it was powerful like i remember staring up at the stars this is that lightning in a bottle actually mm-hmm. the first time i i had that kind of experience and stand, staring up at the stars and just they were moving mm-hmm. <laughs> which was new yeah. Yeah. and then king
2: louis fuck that fucking king louis came, <laughs> came swinging on all those right. stars God
0: damn king louis Can't stay out them. of this
3: king louis <laughs>
0: But yeah, it just it was I I was looking at the stars and just realizing how small and insignificant I was, but also yep. how powerful I was in that moment. Yep. And then looked around at all of the people and I could see like the energy fields vibrating and it was just it was beautiful. Wow. Yeah. I, it just it made me feel so connected to the earth and to to humans and and just maybe want to be a better person.
3: well, it's like if our brain is like a uh, on a frequency, you know, when you take psychedelics, it changes that frequency and you're able to see energies and mm-hmm. and light in a different perspective yeah. than what than, than than everything that we're on. And not you know, I think that's that's there's a lot of interesting data there to yes. be looked at. I mean, I
0: mean, and it's it's still taboo to talk about. and it's obviously it's illegal, but um I think it's also illegal for a reason. and yeah. it's not. Because it's a hindrance. It's because no, it's too are, it's powerful for humans to have that suppressed. level of consciousness. Yeah. Yes, it's definitely suppression.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I think it's becoming less and less taboo, though. Yeah, so, I mean, to talk about I for sure, and well, talking about, about it does that yeah. too. Yeah, you know? yeah, so you so thanks do for bringing it up. Yeah, of yeah, course. I mean, it's
0: it's. I mean, I'm 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 an actor on a you know network television show talking oh, about it's, psychedelics, it's but I honestly, don't give a shit because it's like it's.
2: Do you know how I've... many network execs and producers <laughs> have done psychedelic? You know? I
0: know, but it's like, you know, it, it's still kind of scary because when you're when you're explaining it and, and and talking about it, it it is a conversation about a higher level of, of consciousness. Without and a what doubt. is what does that mean? And, and, yeah. then, and how are you like carrying that forward? And a lot of people are not open to no. this. Listen, some
3: of our greatest scientific discoveries have mm-hmm. been brought forth through psychedelics. Yeah. Francis Crick was the discoverer of the double helix DNA. And later, later in his life, he he admitted to being on LSD at the time of
2: discovery. Yeah, and he hearing a higher intelligence guiding him to look in the right places to find the discover philo- There's
3: philosophers, scientists who have all been led in a in a pretty intriguing direction uh, through psychedelics like LSD, yeah. ayahuasca, DMT. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of discoveries ayahuasca being made. Is- so
0: very interesting to me i know i know someone who does ceremonies oh yeah Yeah. me too uh and i'm just like girl i'm gonna text you one of these days (laughs) because she she did um i don't want to i don't want to reveal her identity just in case but she i've known her for a few years now and she's and she's in like the arts Mm -hmm. and um was very like kind of like a like you know like (sighs) i'm drawing a blank the way she presents herself, like very like girly, girly, and like dressy, and makeup, and jewelry, and and kind of like um like flashy a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, not not to the point where it was obnoxious, just kind of like materialistic in the way that a lot of us are. Like, I mean, look at me right now.
2: But you look fabulous, she,
0: thank you. But I just mean like putting so much thought and care into things that sure. really aren't important. And she was running her own business, and she had been running her own business for like ten years, and was. Her attitude was suffering and she was just feeling disillusioned and not feeling like she, you know, was doing the right thing in her life. She went to an ayahuasca ceremony, came back like I saw her probably two days after she did it and her eyes were so clear,
3: opened up a whole other world, huh?
0: opened up. She wasn't wearing a stitch of makeup. Yeah, And she was just like, Andrea, I'm closing my business.
3: Yeah. Whoa.
0: And she was like, "I know what I need to do." And she she closed her business and she started um because she does um, um like 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 beauty. And so now she works on her own. She got rid of all of her employees, got rid of her real estate, all of that. They were like, As thanks,
2: ayahuasca plant. <laughs> she gave them notice, you know, which yeah. was
0: which was kind of her. But she did. Like, it was what she needed to do. And she completely changed her life. And now she's become, like, a spiritual guide. Yeah. And she do- she takes classes. And now she does ceremony. And, like, that's – she, like, found her true calling from that. And she's so – Happy, yeah, that's awesome.
3: that's awesome. Well, those so- shamanic and those sort of ceremonial experiences they run absolutely counterintuitive to the, our materialist world mm-hmm. and, and where we think that we garner our happiness from, yeah. which is getting things and obtaining things. And, and, you know, there's, uh, those tribes that don't have the childish taboo that mm-hmm. we have here in America of, of something like, you know, taking ayahuasca. They've been, they've been doing it in, in their, in their tribes for millennia yes, and they've yes. been, they they come back with healing knowledge and, and, uh, and yeah, so they, that, that. It's very interesting. There's stuff. Infra-
2: I, I honestly believe there's information to be learned from plants. I yeah. mean, it sounds so crazy. It, but doesn't, it doesn't sound crazy. crazy at all. It's It's, there's it's, it's, not crazy. it's in there. They're there, there there's for a reason. Yeah. That that
0: goes back to what I mean. It's like every single thing that exists on this planet, every plant, every animal, is there for a reason. Well, and like, also, it, it contributes in some way to the ecosystem. Yeah,
2: and like, and <laughs> this isn't my idea. This has come from reading a bunch of different books. But like, it makes so much sense to me that if you were a higher intelligence. Uh, whether you call that God or like an alien intelligence, where else to store n- knowledge Uh, that will be beneficial to human race or animals that are of that earth than in the plant life, in mm-hmm. the plant, you, if you can unlock it, if you can cook it, if you can eat it, smoke it, yeah. then and learn, gain knowledge through that. That's like that will last longer than books or, you know, we're talking about putting putting it in a species, you know. Yeah uh I, I, it's just fascinating to well, me have you ever read um Aldous huxley have you read the doors of perception no but should... he
0: he, re- he wrote Brave New World. Yeah,
2: you You should read his book, Doors of Perception. It's all about his psychedelic breakthrough and doing mescaline, and then like meditation. Um, It's a really short book. It's a really cool book, um, and it was sort of kicked off. um, It was one of the works that kind of kicked off the psychedelic age. Mm. Um, I think he wrote it in the fifties, so it was part of like yeah before the like you know even the like revolution in the cultural revolution in the Mm -hmm. sixties. I think it's like nineteen. Fifty-five, yeah, the free love, yeah, it's kind of like during the beat beat generation time, Mm but um, it's great because he was also like out here in LA, living in the Hollywood Hills, um, um, for parts of it. It's a great. You should definitely, you should definitely read that book. I will. Thank you so much. And listeners out there, if you're interested, look to Huxley. Yeah, the
4: other great. Sorry, Go I didn't ahead. mean to jump over, but the uh, Terence McKenna is another oh, great yeah. resource for Without that. A doubt. And, yeah, so many of his uh, speeches are available like online and he cuz he his big thing was talking about how mushrooms Helped evolve the human brain and like unlock.
0: I can't imagine these how it wouldn't have helped. Yeah, because...
3: yeah. The,
4: stone, the stoned ape theory. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's incredible. He's uh, just if you just Google
3: Terrence McKenna, just to, I spent know, the like a month. Ape I, I spent yeah, yeah I spent oh, a month so, YouTubing Terrence McKenna. So they so, <laughs> so, so it's incredible. is it like
0: in, in like in a nutshell? Is it just a theory that you know our well our prehistoric ancestors found some discovered psilocybin and... through and...
3: mushrooms and it enhanced their vision and it enhanced their cognitive capabilities and from there. Uh, you know evolution started taking radical jumps and mm-hmm. uh yeah he's i mean
0: i yeah. like that <laughs> yeah it's pretty it's pretty wild i mean it's belie- if you've ever taken mushrooms you know that shit's believable yeah, oh radical gosh, gosh that's oh sure. my gosh i've had some crazy experiences well on that, but... if you guys ever do a dope festival or something like if you ever did something like desert hearts desert yeah. hearts takes place on an indian reservation oh man and the locals do come and party. Oh wow, so that's it's, wild. It's, oh, wow. it's cool. definitely because um, I've done I've done a bunch of stuff, but uh, like uh, like Lib uh, Desert Hearts Burning Man. But there's something magical. About mm. being out there in I that bet. in that space. So if you ever decide to, you know, pop your cherry, I think that's the one. I All right.
2: Well, and I got a I got a list of <laughs> that was
0: a terrible term. No, no. <laughs> you did say you like cherry picking.
2: Um, I got a I got a list of books I'll give you too. Okay. Um, but before we go, we have a new segment. Oh, new segment. New, new segment, segment time. It's uh, uh summertime, and uh you know we it like feel like summertime? Well, it's going to be when this airs. It's gonna is this this is June sixth when okay. this uh, airs. And so I thought, you know what? Let's let's uh, switch things up a little bit for summer. So we have a new game, oh, and it's called "Bullshit or Believe It." Love all right, it. all okay. right. Is it when you
0: say two things? Okay, it's I'm rapid sorry. fire. i over you. It's rapid fire. <laughs> okay, this
2: is the first time we've ever played it. Okay, these guys don't even know about it. I'm gonna list things. One by one and you tell me if it's bullshit or you believe it. And then That's you're gonna it. tell us
0: whether or not it's true.
2: No, I'm just is this is a this is your call. There's no wrong answer. I'm just gonna name things. Wait, am I
0: playing by myself? Yep. Oh god. <laughs> it.
2: It's rapid you fire. Got this. Okay. It's rapid fire, and then if we want to go back and talk about any of them we can.
0: Bullshit or believe can I give can you just give me an example of one? Like,
2: um sure, I'll say uh religion.
0: Got it. And okay. you're
2: like it's either bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, you ready? Right, yeah. All right, we're going to put in a little sound effect right there. Okay, and then uh, here we go. Real quick. Ready. Ghosts. Believe it. Alien greys. Believe it. Angels. Believe it. Gnomes.
0: No, bullshit.
2: JFK assassination conspiracy. Believe it. Yeti. Bullshit. Bullshit. Unicorns. Bullshit. Loch Ness monster. Believe it. Parallel universes. Believe it. Reptilians disguising themselves as humans. Bullshit. Heaven believe it hell believe it dragons
0: believe it no it's bullshit
2: elves
0: (laughs) elves bullshit ESP believe it demons believe it Atlantis believe it
2: faith in your career (laughs)
0: Believe it. (laughs) All right, great. So, trigger at the end. I believe in so many
2: things. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty good.
4: Wait, that's a great game. Yeah,
2: that that was awesome. That was our new
0: our new game. All right, so
2: no gnomes and elves for you.
0: No gnomes or elves. Good for
2: you. What did you say
0: about (laughs) unicorns? Bullshit. Yeah,
2: that's pretty much how we think too. I wish we had more time to dig into the JFK assassination conspiracy. We don't do that on this show, but I. (laughs) Threw it in there for good measure. That'd be fun. Anything jump out of there for you?
3: Wow, no, that was fun. Uh-huh. I
0: think
2: right, I cool. think we're on par with yeah. a lot of that. That's sort of yeah. the extension of the ghost, Bigfoot, UFO we've yeah. been doing. All right, great. We're going to take a quick break and we come back. It's time for high strangeness. Wow, Ooh. cool. And- Bullshit.
1: <laughs> Team, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> Let me tell the story
2: a little first. Little leftover from it's time last segment. for high strangeness. Cool. This uh, uh, story I picked out particularly for Andrea, not knowing really anything about her. But you'll can't see why wait. I selected this for you. Okay. We begin it with a quote. Just about the time man in all his wisdom decides he has this world and everything in it all figured out, along comes something he can't explain. Thus spake Jerry Taff, news reporter for WFA Dallas, the week after something very strange was occurring at Greer Island Nature Reserve on Lake Worth near Fort Worth, Texas. Oh. see what I did there? There you go. I mean,
0: I'm already not optimistic since this takes place in Texas.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, yes, this is one of your local uh, Texas folklore That's stories.
0: Just kidding, Texans.
2: All right, here <laughs> Y'all we go. Are great. It was the summer of 1969, and for some Texas locals, the summer of love was soon to become the summer of the Lake Worth monster. Ooh. Now, the timeline is a little hazy due to conflicting reports, but from what I can tell uh, is that it all started on or around July 9th when three couples, including John reichart and his wife, were parked by the lake when they were attacked by a large creature that dropped out of an oak tree and onto the hood of Jim's car now why is it that the the trouble of the unexplained variety always seems to strike during summertime? dude according to eyewitness it's true it's yeah the right sun it yeah. brings out the monsters I like that theory <laughs> <clears throat> We have a lot of stories that are all summer summertime stories. Like the summer of nineteen fifty-two UFO flap, the Flatwoods Monster, a lot of stuff happens in the summertime. The uh, Lizard Man of Skateboard Swamp—that was a summer story. Connecting the dots. I know. I think sometimes maybe the world between uh, the veil between our world and the next is maybe a little thin. It's like, like the three a.m. of seasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, midsummer—that's <laughs> what they say. Now. According to the eyewitnesses, the monster appeared to be between eight and ten feet tall.
0: Now, this fell on top of their car. It was
2: sitting in an oak tree,
0: eight to ten feet tall. uh, broke a
2: branch. It was above their car. Okay, they were parked. They were all like making out. This was like Greer Island Reserve. Yeah, they were all necking. This was like a. This was a place where like locals would go to party, hang out, make out. Um, and there was a apparently some uh, creature, which I'll describe momentarily, dropped out, broke a, an oak, l- l- broke a branch, dropped out of the car onto the hood of their car. OK. Um, and he appeared to be uh, between eight and ten feet tall. And the multiple witnesses described it as a half man, half goat. <laughs> Covered in white fur and scales. It reached into John's car, but was thrown from the vehicle when John lurched into gear and sped away. The couples were straight went straight to the police department to report the incident, and local law enforcement took them fairly, fairly seriously, especially when they caught a glimpse of the deep eighteen-inch gash running along the side of Jim's car. Wow. A souvenir of the encounter left behind by the monster's clawed hands. In fact, police had been receiving reports of a strange being lurking near Greer Island for a couple months. Now, the next day, July 10th, the now-famous reporter and UFO researcher Jim Mars covered the story for the Fort Worth Star-Telegram with a headline about a fishy goat monster terrifying young couples. That very night, a crowd of people gathered down at Greer Island Nature Reserve Rick Pratt was director of the Nature Reserve at the time, and in a retrospective for the Dallas Morning News a couple years back, he recalled that night saying uh, people wanted to come out to party and keep an eye out for the so-called goat man, excited that they had their very own Sasquatch. (laughs) So that night, eyewitnesses Jack Harris and a dozen other people spotted the creature crossing the road and chased it up a limestone bluff.
0: very specific. Limestone. Yeah,
2: it was a limestone bluff. They're they're very into their ecology down there at Greer Island Nature Reserve. Now, agitated, the creature stood on the ridge overlooking the nearby sand pits and a crowd of 40 to 50 people letting Mm. out an inhuman cry. The monster hurled a tire over the ridge, sending it flying 500 feet.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> People scrambled in fear. A, uh, a local by the name of Ronnie Armstrong crashed his car into a tree trying to escape. Wow. The scene quickly devolved into utter pandemonium.
0: Oh my god! A tire.
2: Yeah, yeah this That's giant great. creature was standing on the ridge. Everybody claims they saw it, and it hurled a tire. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> Jim Mars again reported that story For the Star-Telegram the next day Wow! So the local broadcast news were also on board Jim Taft for, the w- for WFFA Channel 8 News Interviewed locals who witnessed the legendary Tire, hur- tire hurling Or as they like to say, tire hurling <laughs> uh, One man who dug the tire out of the sandpit Noted that, that it must have been ripped off a pickup truck He made one thing very clear The incident was terrifying the monster was covered in fur, white fur, about 350 pounds. Uh, another local man told the reporter that there's no way the creature could have been a person in a costume. At this point, they're starting to describe it that he look, almost looks more like a gorilla.
3: Yeah, and what so, person in a costume can leave 18-inch well, uh, marks into a car? This is
2: what he said. He, uh, the 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 other man he's interviewed, and you can watch these uh, clips on YouTube. See, I'm imagining YouTube. like a
0: satyr or well, something. Well,
2: mm. originally he was described kind of like a satyr. Like and, half man, and, and, half goat. Yeah, and they sort of were putting that in the headlines. But the creature that they all witness here he seemed to look more like a sasquatch hmm. but reports did say that he had some scales to him and maybe some horns now we have some theories why that might be later um <clears throat> so where was I oh so the other the other gentleman you can watch these clips on YouTube and I will put them up on our Facebook page they are awesome he uh he said that it, it couldn't have been uh, it was too tall and too strong to be some prankster in a monkey suit. And its voice was too unnatural. It let out what they said was a pitiful, sad howl. Ooh. So the story sounds
0: haunting. Yeah, yeah,
2: right. The story continues to run all week across newspapers and local broadcasts. And Andrea is right about the haunting thing because they featured headlines about ghosts and monsters haunting the lake. Citizens continued to gather in the Greer Island Nature Reserve armed with shotguns, hoping to capture or kill
0: That's Texas. what they started <laughs> yeah. to
2: call Lake we'll Works. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they wanted to hunt it down. Large tracks were found, 18-inch uh, long uh, prints. Uh, as summer roll and eight inches wide, uh, as summer rolled on, there were even more eyewitnesses, hunters tracking the creature by a trail of blood left behind by a fresh kill through the woods before losing it. Teenager Jim Stevenson, who claimed that the monster also attacked his car before he narrowly escaped. Local flocks of sheep were found crushed and half eaten. Mm. That October. So he's just
0: wasting food. Yeah,
2: he's just wasting yeah. a lot of food and blood. <laughs> Dude, finish your sheep. Cru- just, yeah, if you're going to crush a sheep, you got to eat it. His, come on. His
0: mama didn't raise him, right? <laughs> he's not from Texas. It's like he's just taking <laughs> eggs out
2: of the carton and smashing them. Finish your sheep blood. Yeah. That, <laughs> that October, Fort Worth business owner Alan Plaster claimed to get a shot of the creature wading through the tall grass down on the nature reserve. The photo, taken at night with a flash bulb, depicts a large. White furry creature walking away from camera.
0: Pixar didn't happen.
2: It remains one of the only photograph, the only photograph uh, of the creature uh, to date, and this is the photo. The original uh, was very. (laughs) Just this is it. This is the Lake Worth monster. Oh, Oh wow. It's and the, the original photo... Can I see it again? Yeah. That so is very big This is the like. back of the head. These are the shoulders, the back. You can sort of see the ridge of the spine here. And these are his arms. This is his arm draped down to the side. So his head, he'd be looking off in that direction. Um, Skeptics be damned. The original photo was way overexposed. This is what the original photo was like. So they, oh, they wow. messed with the contrast later to get mm-hmm. more of the detail out of it. But this is the photo that ran in the papers
0: just looks like a blob. Yeah, it looks like, like a, a cloud. like it looks
2: like a man just covered in cotton. Um it's the only photographic evidence of the creature to this day. Now the final sighting came in November of 1969 when a hunter named Charles Buchanan claimed that the creature entered his tent, <laughs> lifted him up in his sleeping bag. Thinking quickly, the hunter tossed a bag of chicken at the beast, who took the offering and darted back into the depths of Greer Island. Hold on.
0: He just had a bag of chicken. He had a bag of chicken for hanging out. In a sleeping bag with him?
2: I think it was raw chicken that he was cooking... In, in his, t- you know, like down by the lake. But at that point, he's
4: lifted up in his sleeping bag. He's like, what do I have in this sleeping bag with me? Oh, right. My bag of no, chicken. No, he was
2: being dangled by his feet, and he reached down. Oh, okay. I'm calling okay. I'm arm. calling
0: bullshit okay. on that guy. Okay. Well,
2: also, that story is very similar to our friend Albert uh, Osman, who was kidnapped by Bigfoot in the 20s. True story. And he was also dragged by. So I'm wondering if this uh, uh, hunter may have borrowed that story. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, 1969 came to an end, and the creature vanished or moved on, perhaps to balmier climates for the winter. Like his reptilian cousin, the lizard man of Skateboard Swamp, the Lake Worth Monster remains a local mascot to this day. There's even an annual Lake Worth Monster Bash where locals gather to keep the legend alive. <laughs> they were awesome. excited to get their own they, Bigfoot, foot yeah. huh? <laughs> and, and, yeah. and, and as we've already learned, any excuse to party down. Right <laughs> any excuse to party. Whether the creature was man. Sasquatch or part goat or even part of this world mm. remains a mystery to this day. Strange. That is the story of the Lake Worth monster. Wow. All right, when we come back, we're going to ask Andrea, what the hell was that? <laughs>
4: Hey everyone, this is Riley. I wanted to let you know we've launched our Patreon page. It's a place where listeners can help support the show and gain access to exclusive bonus content. For $5 a month, our Patreon members get special episodes like our Campfire Stories, Movie Club, and Out There episodes, where we explore our own little place in the cosmos. We also post behind-the-scenes conversations that happen during the breaks and all sorts of other bonuses. We put a lot of love into these episodes, and we make a lot of them. There are a deeper level of the show where we expand on ideas and concepts from our main feed. Our weekly show will, of course, always remain free, but for $5 a month, our Patreon members will gain full access to the inner sanctum of the BCC. We hope you'll join us there. That's patreon.com backslash Bigfoot Collectors Club. And thanks for listening. <laughs>
2: And we're back, and it's time for our segment. What the hell was that? Yeah, Andrew, you've just heard the story of your Lake Worth goat man.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's Wait, yours my? now. Do you know how big yeah. Texas is? I can't claim everything that takes place in Texas. I'm okay? just saying it's from I'll your claim, neck of the woods. I'll claim Beyonce. Yeah, but I'm not going to claim the Lake Worth monster. Okay, and fair you enough. might have a, a, a new possible <laughs> outfit for uh, lightning in a bottle. Listen, that's probably a little too hot for LAD. <laughs> So um, what was
3: that? You think, <sighs> if you had to guess? So now we're if talk- I had to yeah. guess, yeah, yeah. So
0: we're going off the assumption that some entity did exist.
2: Well, yeah, we're going that phys- or or not. I mean, the- we're just going based on what the eyewitnesses said
3: happened to them. Forty eyewitnesses saw this tire hurling, physical trace marks left on cars. So they're, you know, unless you discount all of it. What do you think happened?
0: I think that... I don't know what happened first, but I definitely think the locals got caught up in the fun and hoopla Mm. of this urban legend myth that was happening around them. Mm -hmm. I do think there was something, though. I don't know if it was as big as people were saying, but it could have been... Like I'm trying to think of the... geography
2: well there's down so this is at the um i forget it's not the i have to look up the name of the river but basically it's down near a river where the river forks together and then goes into uh lake worth this is just north Mm -hmm. of fourth Fort Worth, Texas. Mm-hmm. So it's like centralish Texas, I guess. No, Fort Worth is north. Okay, cool. So northern Texas. Yeah, like it's I like near Dallas. Um, yeah, it's in the Dallas area. Okay, Strange cool. Strange things do happen near bodies of water. It's true. <clears throat> A lot of stuff happens near creeks and rivers and lakes. Mm-hmm. It's
0: true. Um, I don't. I don't want to say that they did not see what they said they saw.
2: Well, let me help you out with something. Maybe yeah, this help me. May, I'm drowning. May, may, maybe, maybe don't go. On, don't drown in that. <laughs> I, don't drown the lake. Uh, so the original witnesses said that it was also covered in scales. Yeah, and there's a theory that perhaps what the creature was doing in the tree was eating a a large fish that it had just caught out of the lake Mm -hmm. and that there were actual fish scales stuck to the front as it's eating raw fish stuck to its fur hence the image of the scales hence seeing that they were literal fish scales but they weren't part of the creature's part of the creature's dinner Mm. so that might help What's with the horns Where, though? They the, said they the said people have, have it had horns. Only on it, in right? the yeah. first only in the first eyewitness did they describe horns. The rest of the time it was considered uh it appeared to be more of a sasquatch mm-hmm. type type character.
0: Well, I wanna go back to the fish theory. Mm-hmm. How big could the fish possibly be in <laughs> that fish. lake for it to be big enough to cover him in scales that people would think that he had scales. Right. Well, I
2: think maybe it's just on its chest, like dripping down. I still
0: don't think that it would have had fish big All enough right. for there to even be. I like that scales you're questioning the enough. size of
2: the fish, no, not, not the monster. But that's
0: the thing. Like, I don't think scale. I don't think it had scales. Okay. No, no, no. I that think was... scales are just like a random yeah. miscellaneous fact that have nothing to do with the mm-hmm. creature itself. Okay. Because it doesn't make any sense. He's mm. not going to have fur and scales.
2: That's what I think, too. That's a little weird.
0: So let's just get rid of the scales. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my... I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm making an executive no, decision. No, 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 no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. tossing it out. <laughs> and then the horns. What was the explanation for that? Uh,
2: there they, there doesn't really seem to be one. It, it The horns sort of disappear after yeah. the... You know, um. so who knows what... It, it could have had a... um. Maybe the brow was protruding Mm -hmm. in such a fashion that it looked like it had some sort of horns coming out of its head. Um, it's a weird it's a weird thing because he's mostly called the Lake Worth Monster, but sometimes he's called the Goat Man. And like you said, mm-hmm. that's sort of like the satyr kind of yeah. brings up a satyr image. But when you get into the eyewitnesses and the tracks, they weren't goat, goat prints. They were like Sasquatch prints like this. Yeah. Um. So my feeling, and even in the photo that we have, if we're going to say that's a photo of the actual creature, it looks more simian. It looks mm-hmm. more ape-like.
0: Well, there are a lot of people um that live off the grid Mm -hmm. because whenever i think of like what i'm thinking for that area in texas and the the fact that he kind of disappeared and what i've read recently about some people who disappear in the woods for 20 years and survive just fine Mm -hmm. maybe it was like a i don't like a mountain man kind of like there's no mountains there but you know what i'm saying like someone who's just living man off the theory. grid. Yeah. <clears> throat> maybe throat> sure. maybe it could have been someone like that who was just living off the grid or um I don't know. I'm terrible at this. I got to no, no. I got to yeah, tell that. you.
3: To me this sounds very paranormal mm-hmm. in nature. I mean, you have you have the uh the accounts of uh, of some hauntings and some 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 apparitions and some ghost activity nearby. You have that blood-curdling, pitiful, sad howl or something, and
0: but what about the physical evidence, the scratches on the car? Yeah, well, this
3: happens all the time, right? So, like, something will come into our reality, leave physical or trace evidence, and then it also seems to happen in sort of a—it uh, seems to come into existence and then uh, and then either leave or 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 you know go out of existence. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you get 40 people together describing the same thing, that gets yeah. into that strange mass hallucination territory, yeah. which is not, you know, I'm not going to say not uncommon, but uh, um, when you get that many people together all witnessing the same thing, it, it, it just adds a lot of credence to some type of phenomena happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get a, somebody to take a picture of it and, you know, you look at this thing and it's it's very strange. Okay. Um, I'm not sure what it is. Me neither. Here's
2: something for the skeptics. In 2005, the Star-Telegram, where Jim Mars had written the stories, uh, did receive an anonymous letter with no name, no forwarding address. This is from uh, another local—I'm getting this off the website of uh, of NBC uh, Dallas-Fort Worth— um, it says, the writer claimed to use uh, tinfoil to make homemade, a homemade mask to scare a truckload of girls. And he wrote, one weekend, myself and two friends from Northside High School decided to go out to Lake Worth and scare people on the roads where there were always stories of monsters and creatures who would attack Parkers. Um, and uh, the, um, the Texas Magazine, uh, Fort Worth, outed a man... Later, known, identified only as Vincent's, who admitted to being involved in the infamous tire-throwing incident. Mm -hmm. And he said the tire went airborne only because it hit a bump after they rolled it. But he had no interest in naming more names or publicly taking credit or blame. So even though some of these hoaxers have come forward, uh, supposedly, it's hard to prove their Mm -hmm. claim. And, like the first letter said, there were already stories. And he didn't say, he said a truckload of girls. He didn't say the original eyewitnesses. Yeah. yeah. And the guy who wants to claim that he stood up on the ridge, this 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 figure was tracked and followed for uh, minutes up the limestone bluff before appearing to people, and it doesn't account for the, the strange howls that they hear. So there are people out there that are mm-hmm. claiming, oh, they had some involvement in it, but I could also see high school kids getting in on the excitement yeah. and dressing up and wanting to go scare people, too.
0: I feel like maybe... There was some merit to the initial reports, maybe that first sighting, the couple who that creature fell on top of their car. Um, And then it just spun out from there Mm. and people just started using their imagination. And, you know, it's like a game of telephone where you tell one person and the facts get distorted. And next thing you know, he's 350 pounds and eight feet tall. And How
3: about this? I think we live in a world where there's monsters. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs>
0: why, can't,
3: why can't it just be that? I agree. And well,
0: it's hard to say that 40 to 50 people are lying about seeing mm. the I same would take thing. It, I it's would very take, difficult. Yeah.
2: And I would take what you said one step further. Mm. We live in a world where there are monsters and there are hoaxers. Mm-hmm. And I think anytime you get a genuine account of something... You get one or two hoaxers following that yeah. up to cash in on the hype. I've heard and more compelling stories it, than this. Yeah, but it it does uh, it does um, it always throws it off. It always throws off. You've uh, mm-hmm. I can't remember how you've put it before, but it, yeah, with um, all
3: these with all these really high strange cases, there's always some amount of. Uh, of of discredited you know like there's disinformation disinformation out there. is the word i'm looking for which really just kind of uh it it muddles the water it muddies the water in these things and it really kind of relegates it to mythology yeah. and and it's left unknown nobody'll ever know the answers because Sometimes there's just, it's like, it's like a nice soup. You throw in just the perfect amount of disinformation and these, like you said, these news medias, they always lap it up, you know?
2: (laughs) Well, and news stories are always looking for a way to just, I mean, news channels are always looking for a way to discredit this stuff yeah Yeah. because it's, they don't want to look stupid. Yeah. It's more, it's easier to make fun of the people and the monster than it is to go, Hey, maybe there's really something going on Mm -hmm. here. Well, I believe,
0: I think like for me, it's, it's more believable when I hear stories of monsters that live in bodies of water. Mm-hmm. Like like the Loch Ness monster, mm-hmm. to me, is more believable than, say, Bigfoot. Because when just from a scientific perspective... But isn't perspective, the
2: forest just like a different kind of body of water made of wood <laughs> it, and no, it is. ocean? It, it's
0: true. It, that, that's a very good point. I've actually never considered that. Um, but... It's just the like the physical land that we have has been covered and explored mm-hmm. much more um thoroughly than the oceans have. Oh, that's I mean, true. we're still discovering crazy species in the oceans and like giant squids and like weird, you know, monsters that we can't even put a name to. So that to me is believable, but like a hairy gorilla man walking in Texas and no one's ever seen him before or seen him since, and there's not forest or anything like what that that he could he's really he's dropping in to. from another
3: dimension, though? Coming in to eat some half-sheep. And, and head back out. to his parallel universe. Hell yeah, makes sense to me. But then it's
0: like, how did he get here, and how Portals. did he get back? Okay, Portals. so he just like, Where, where's, his, where's his portal gun, Rick?
2: Ah. <laughs> Maybe, ah. all right, fair enough. It's true. We need a I mm. I need at least morning.
0: a portal gun. Okay. All right.
2: Fair enough. Well, we'll never know. We'll sadly, never know. the truth. But uh, I there's something. This is a smaller story. We've you know than some of the ones we've done. But it is there's something very endearing about this.
1: It's cute. I for love, sure. It's a fun. I, story. I love a
2: local monster. I love a local like town getting in on the fun yeah. and just get going, grabbing their shotguns and their six packs.
3: I love that <laughs> you said sad, pitiful like uh, scream
2: and then throwing a tire. Yeah! I know. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Um, I highly encourage you guys to uh, to check out our Facebook page. Um we'll have the uh, the 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 original news broadcasts of this stuff are like gems in and of mm-hmm. themselves. And I'll tell you, The people look genuinely freaked out by this. So check that out. Uh, Andrea, it's time to go. Thank you so much for for being here. This has been a pleasure. Guys, I had a fantastic time. This was so much fun. Thank you. Thank you. Where can people find your work? Where can people find you online? Should you want to be found?
0: Um, On Instagram, I am at Andrea Bordeaux. On Twitter, I am at Andrea underscore Bordeaux. Um, I also have a blog um, that's sort of about my life as an actor and a model. It's called The Actress Model. It's very, very outdated right now, but I am uh, starting to work with a web designer to get it rebooted. So I'm hoping to have that back up um, in the next three to four weeks. It's called TheActressModel.com. And yeah, um, as far and by as the
2: time this airs, that should be yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Round. Okay, uh, if oh, it's not, go check it out. If
0: it's not, guys, I'm sorry, but I'll you know how it is with blogging. Y- yeah, you get there if
2: eventually. it's not an <laughs> and, and web designers, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it's not, throw your laptop out the window. Exactly, that's the answer to everything. <laughs> but
0: yeah, um, other than that, I'm just chilling. The season finale of NCIS LA was last night, and so I am currently an unemployed nice, actor. Nice. Welcome, <laughs> not
2: for long. <laughs> Welcome to the Bigfoot Collectors Club. <laughs> yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, Riley, got anything happening this? You're going on tour this summer. Summer, aren't you? Yes, Bir doing some shows
4: in July so we'll be all over the country so and where can people nice. find out?
2: Do you guys have a website they can check out?
4: I mean, I guess just the
2: internet (laughs) internet. (laughs) 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 Actressmodel.com Keep an eye out for that Yeah, Uh, I think it's
4: spindrift.com That might be the Trader Joe's drink actually But if you you google spindrift band And not spindrift drink, you'll you'll find (laughs) it Fearless
2: flyer (laughs) Uh, Bryce, I believe Bobcat's show is finally airing Yeah, that's going to air
3: in July 11th, I believe, is the premiere Date for Misfits and Monsters And I'll be on the second episode of that Awesome. Um, But also check us out on our social social uh social media pages for bigfoot collectors club on instagram and on twitter at bigfoot underscore c club and if you're interested in what we're doing if you like what we're up to then you can check us out on patreon as well um we're doing a lot of interesting things with that movie clubs out there episodes campfire stories and you can find us on that at patreon.com forward slash bigfoot collectors club contribute
2: also speaking of the show and our expanding universe uh June 6th, today, as the episode airs, go to our Instagram page. We are going to have previews of our very first T-shirt designs. Oh, yeah, that's right. And nice. we want you guys to March. chime in on which design you like better. So go to our Instagram page. Check it out. There's two images. Flip between the two. And vote uh, Shield or Footprint mm-hmm. and let us know. Congrats, I have guys. My awesome. Thanks. Yeah. I have my pick, but I want to see what the people out there think.
4: Me too. Let's You'll let the see. people speak. We have though. a shield design
2: <laughs> and we have a footprint design. You guys let us know which one you like and we will make sure that we can make those available for you to purchase. Sweet. Sweet, guys. Thank cool. you so much. Uh, I'm McMills on all the social media stuff. You can find me there. Uh, in the meantime, uh, keep your eyes peeled and peace and UFOs. We love you guys. Yep, later. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: tell you about these miniature gun models called goat guns. My guy loves building and collecting them. I was most surprised by the complexity of these models. They're really high quality. His dad and friends always ask about it, and if you ask me, these get a little too much attention around here. Shop for yours at goatguns.com. Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible. And if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new
1: episodes every single Monday.